Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to On the Block. He's Stricky and Rico here on the block with you today as we're closing down the final hours of On the Block and going to cross over. But before we do so, we have a longtime contributor to uh, On the Block, Andrew Alex, a.k.a. Double A. What's going on? Hey, Strick. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful, my friend. It's always a pleasure to have you on. 247 Sports is joining us. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to throw a cross up like you, you, you know how when you play baseball, um, the pitcher and the catcher have a uh, um, there's two. This is a two part question. The pitcher and the catcher, they have, you know, some signals that they address together. And sometimes the pitcher and the catcher get crossed up and uh, could lead to a pass ball or sometimes uh, uh, a home run, <laughs> depending on how bad they got crossed up um, in this situation. I'm going to cross you up a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to throw a little 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 curveball and the reason i'm going to throw it is because i want to i want to get your perspective on dylan gabriel you know 247 sports you guys do a wonderful job in 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 the transfer portals and you know recruiting and all of the stuff like that um you know it looks as if nebraska had a you know uh, a, a pretty good position and they still might but um it seems as though uh, a perennial powerhouse is creeping through the back door and may have a inside road now to uh, Dylan Gabriel. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel? Not Dylan, Dylan Riola. <laughs> Dylan Riola going over to Georgia. Well, the Georgia basketball program is uh, certainly, or excuse me, the Georgia football program is certainly uh, kind of speaks for itself in that regard. And yeah, I mean, trust me, I had heard you know, even more so than I'd heard uh, just from, you know, the, the work and what we cover, but mostly from having to talk to Nathan Brennan as much as I do. Uh, the Dylan Riola thing was certainly drilled into my head, but ultimately uh, it probably comes down to a number of factors. Number one being uh, the pedigree, right? And when you have Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo in that recruiting room, it is, you know, particularly, uh, I, I suppose, what the, what's the word I'm looking for? Hard, it's hard to turn that down, right? Coming back of back-to-back national championships, all the players they're putting in the pros. And, yeah, there's a the connection with Donovan Riola at uh, Nebraska, but ultimately – could this be one of those situations, and I hate to say it, where, say, a commitment's made, maybe Donovan Riola's working somewhere else, right? Maybe mm. he's working for UGA. So it, if you're in Nebraska, it is a really, really tough uh, program to compete with. But yeah. I, I wouldn't count them out, you know, given the connection they have. They might still have the inside track. But ultimately, you know, as they say in the SEC, it just means more. Games are <laughs> televised, you know, nationally, uh, thousands and thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, millions each and every week. And uh, it's hard not to look at what Georgia did to TCU in the national championship 
all they do is Which win. Which he was present. Where he was present. He was at the game. So, yeah, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, it's, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, putting myself in his shoes, he has a difficult decision to make for sure. But, uh, you know, Georgia being in on the equation to the extent that they are, if you're a Nebraska fan, which I'm assuming most of the people listening are, uh, yeah, I'd be worried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, NBA playoffs and, and how things are beginning to shape up, a couple games still left uh, to, to, to round it out to see who will be the A seeds uh, starting tonight, both in the East and the West. Um, those games will be uh, Toronto and uh, – no, I'm sorry, the Bulls and the Heat – and it'll also be the Thunder and the Timberwolves. So uh, they'll be battling it out. Uh, we'll get into that for a second. But I wanted to, there's something that kind of popped out here right now. Um, it's an interesting thing because this particular player in the NBA um, is a restricted free agent, uh, was a tremendous uh, player for the Charlotte Hornets and that young core uh, that they were putting together there uh, has been suspended. Um, for a total of 10 games for the 23-24 season. That is Miles Bridges. Um, he's 25 years old. Um, you know, the situation seems to now at this point be behind him. He's, he's uh, received a three-year uh, uh, three probation, no jail time. Uh, but he's, he's going to be, you know, put under scrutiny for, you know, uh, he had to do 52 weeks of domestic violence counseling, uh, parenting counseling, 100, 100 hours of community service. He has to do weekly narcotics testing with marijuana allowed if he has a valid doctor's prescription. Uh, can't have guns, ammunition. I mean, it's pretty. It's it's he got he got hit with a, a large trove to include um, you know uh, the custody exchanges and stuff like that. Uh, can't be within a hundred yards, and that's a ten year protective order. So he's got all of that looming over him. But mo first and foremost, he missed out on a huge bag. Um, because of this situation, do you think he's able to return from this? Is there teams that would be interested in maybe touching him or, you know, do you think uh, it, it may still be a little bit of time before somebody, you know, kind of, you know, steps out there and, 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 and uh, reaches out to him? Well, strict, you know, first things first, I, I want to set the table by saying, I don't really want to speak on the legality of it. You know, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, uh, like you know, the courts have spoken. He did not get out of this unscathed, uh, and, and you know, hopefully, I, I, I am one that uh, believes in second chances for those in this life. So whatever happened, uh, you know, I, I hope yeah. he learned from it and has the opportunity uh, to push forward in his life. That being said, Strick as a, uh, a Charlotte resident currently. Uh, you know, sitting in my apartment, which is located about a block and a half away from the Spectrum Center, home of the Charlotte Hornets. I can't help but say it. the Hornets would probably want him back. It's yeah. something that's been talked about. I know they've already been in talks with this agent. Uh, definitely something that at this point is probably a little bit more affordable insofar as his market value, uh, quite simply not where it is or where it was. Uh, you know, at the end of last season. And if those who remember uh, last season, the Hornets were a team, like you mentioned, young core. They had gone from having the number two pick where they got LaMelo Ball to uh, having a winning record uh, in, in just LaMelo's second season. And a big part of that was the chemistry and dynamism 
that Bridges and Ball uh, brought together, right? So yeah. the Hornets were totally uh, stricken, no pun intended there, uh, injury <laughs> all year long. It seemed, uh, you know, LaMelo got hurt out the gate, and it, it was very limited all season long, and then it seems like, you know, at the end, they were playing to let's not take any chances on this guy in what is already a lost season. But believe it or not, Strick, you know, as a Hornets fan, uh, I was a bit frustrated at the end of the year because Steve Clifford was doing what he does best, and that was coaching up a team uh, with a lot of really young pieces. And, yeah, they, I mean, without LaMelo Ball, without Miles Bridges on the court, roster-wise, probably one of the less talented ones in the NBA. But you got guys like Mark Williams, uh, Gordon Hayward showing out a little bit. If you look at the advanced analytics after the All-Star break, this is one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. And that is what they lacked under James Borrego. And that is why they brought in, uh, you know, Steve Clifford in the first place. So the way I see it, right, you have your window of opportunity with LaMelo Ball. It is what it is. The reality is that unless he for some reason decides that he's like a Charlotte lifer, they're only going to have about, you know, at a a maximum six, seven seasons with this kid on the roster. You want to surround him with talent when you can. I think that involves bringing back bridges. I I think that if you can get that chemistry back together, you combine that with what they have with Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, uh, you know, some of these other guys are on the tail end of their career, but you know, to be fair, Mark Williams didn't see like a minute of basketball. Uh, until about late January, and he ended up averaging, you know, nine points, seven rebounds, and about a block per game. This is a team that can certainly get better. I think we saw them improve over the course of the season. And ultimately, they're not going to have worse I think that the worst pick they could have is like the sixth pick. They could yeah. have the first pick or the second pick. You know, you have your, your bottom three teams with a 14% chance of winning the NBA draft lottery and the Hornets coming in right after that is the fourth worst team with 12.5%. So I don't want to get my hopes up because you can't. But imagine like Miles Bridges, LaMelo Ball, and Wembanyaya playing together. Suddenly... You go from the cellar to a team that uh, actually, you know, and they're probably not Milwaukee right away or Boston. Yeah, but, yeah. But there's no shortage of talent there. And I, I think at that point, you really do benefit from putting those role players uh, in the spotlight, uh, you know, here in the second half of the season in 2023. So if I'm the Hornets, I'd probably bring them back for all the reasons I just stated because, uh, you know, I, I think that they do have the power to turn it around in a hurry. And again, I, I don't know if we're talking about competing for championships, but strict, you know, the NBA as well as anyone. Charlotte is a dismal uh, franchise. And if we can have a team in the playoffs, yeah. that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, as we, um, you know, look as, as, as the Eastern and the Western Conference uh, playoffs uh, picture is starting to uh, take shape. Um, who who how do you who do you see coming out of the east and who do you see coming out of the west and 
And who who would be a sleeper or somebody you would say would be dangerous that could uh, kind of uh, usurp the, the the way that things may look or feel right now at this point? Okay, coming out of the East, uh, and, I, and Nathan Brennan, if he's listening right now, will say Andrew is biased, and maybe I'm, I am to some degree, but it, it, it's hard for me to pick against Milwaukee. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best basketball player on the planet. He can just physically do things that others can't do, and the pieces they put around him, the fact that he's healthy, I mean, I think that obviously uh, anyone with two eyes is going to say that Boston – uh, has a chance there, and I, I certainly think they do. But you know, I, I'm taking Milwaukee to come out of the East, out of the West. Uh, I don't want to be boring and pick the one seed. But, I mean, like Denver, it's kind of just been in the West. The best way to put it is it's been like Denver playing as this complete team. You know, Jokic being. You know, probably the one that you could argue against Giannis for the best player in the NBA this season. Uh, you know, Embiid obviously in that conversation as well. But complete team, great coach, and then it seems like everyone else is good, not great, and has a hole. So I, right now, I, I guess I'm taking Denver, but uh, part of me wants to take Phoenix. So I'll, I'll take the Phoenix Suns as a sleeper, obviously, with the addition of Kevin Durant. Hasn't seen much time this year, but obviously we know that in the time that he did see uh, the numbers, you know, kind of kind of historic numbers in terms of what that stat line looks like. On the Eastern Conference side, look, this is crazy, and I just learned this yesterday. With Donovan Mitchell in the lineup, <laughs> Cleveland, like if you if you just take That's like what I say too. Four per eighty two and average that out with the winning percentage, like without in the middle of the lineup, suddenly they're the number one team in the East, yeah. and yeah. Cleveland is you know I, I talk about these these ha- these other teams in the West is kind of incomplete. Cleveland is pretty complete, you know, yeah. and, and that's a team that's going to be good for a very long time. So I think they might be a year ahead of schedule, but. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on the Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers, who who did a really uh, tremendous job in the post-LeBron James era of getting back to where they needed to be in, in just a few short years. You know, credit to the front office for building the right way, because I think they're going to have a team uh, that's going to be in the conversation for years to come. So, my sleeper, why not give it to them a year early? Yeah, that's kind of how I viewed it as well. Thank you so much once again. There he is, Andrew Alex, a.k.a. Double A 247 Sports, joining us on the block. Thank you again for your perspective and hope to hear from you again sometime maybe next week as we get into the playoffs. As it starts, they'll finish up uh, on the uh, the eighth seeds, and then uh, tomorrow it'll start kicking off. Uh, it'll be downhill from this point. Thanks again, Double uh, A. Yep, looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Uh, have a great weekend, Nebraska. Go Big Red. There we go. Uh, Rico, you know, that that was kind of a very similar breakdown. I know it broke your heart because he didn't mention He's your wrong. New York Knicks it's fine. Uh, being in there. He can have Cleveland fine, as his sleepers. They're not making it out of the first round, so it's okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. New York's going to win in the first round. There's going to be an upset. Milwaukee's going to lose in the first round. Then New York's going to win the second round, make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then it's anyone's game. If you believe that, just say go Knicks, 
in the Sutter Hammond text line. If you believe the hype or is Rico drinking Kool-Aid, either say go Knicks or drinking Kool-Aid because we know Rico likes to drink some uh, some heavy star sugar, Heck sugary yeah. Kool-Aid when he's feeling himself a little bit. Uh, 402-464-5685. Jalen Brunson. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're crossover with old school right after this. 